Good morning. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Zach Williams, for another edition of New Horizons, the daily podcast and radio ministry of Flat Creek Baptist Church here in Gainesville, Georgia. As we come to the Bible today, uh, I want us to kind of wrap up John 3, and then next week we're going to jump back into the book of Mark. So we looked at John 3.16 a few weeks ago in depth, went really deep into that. Then we looked at John 3.17 uh, for a day and talked about that. John 3.18 saw what that says. Well, today I want us to just kind of close out John chapter 3 by looking at verse, verse number 31 through verse 36. Now, these verses... Some people wonder uh, how these verses came about, who actually spoke them uh, into existence. Uh, it's spoken at the end of John 3, just after a discourse by John the Baptist. John the Baptist speaks just before this, and he says those famous lines, he must increase, but I must decrease. And then we hear verse 31 through 36. It could be very possible that John the Baptist said these words. It's also very possible that it was just the apostle John writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit who wrote these words down. I tend to believe it was actually the Apostle John who, in writing these words, uh, almost as just kind of a, a heart of praise, pinned them onto the paper after he thought about the events of John chapter 3. So let's just listen to what he says and we'll just kind of break it down as we go. He says in verse 31, the one who comes from above is above all. He's speaking of Jesus. And John the Apostle says, the one who comes from above, the Lord Jesus Christ, he is above all. He alone is worthy of your praise, your adoration, your worship. No one else. There's no one above him. The Lord Jesus Christ. John just exclaiming this, this moment of worship and praise. The one who is from above is, is above all. No one else is above him. Now listen, he compares Jesus to us. He says, the one who comes from the earth is earthly and speaks in earthly terms. You want to know the difference between Jesus and us? Well, we are earthly. We are carnal by nature. We are sinful people. We mess up on a daily basis. We say things and speak things into existence that do not bring glory to God. We are sinners. The Lord Jesus is what? Above all. Why? Because he comes from above. He is, he is like us in every way in that he has flesh and bones and eyes and tongue and ears and feet like us in every way except he is the second person of the Godhead. 100% man, but at the same moment, 100% God. Now listen, John, he continues this train of thought and he says, the one who comes from above is above all. So two times in that first verse, verse 31, he says, Jesus is above all. So he just, repetition, just emphatic. There is a difference between Jesus and all of us. Is what he says. Yes, he is, he is a man who walked amongst us, but he is so much more. And he deserves your adoration and he deserves your praise, John says. Now listen to what he says in verse 32. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, yet no one accepts his testimony. The one who has accepted his testimony has affirmed that God is true. 
For God sent him and he speaks God's word since he gives the spirit without measure. John says, if you you want to know that Jesus is different than the rest of us, then listen to the words he speaks. Because the words he speaks are the actual words of God. He speaks directly from the heart and the mind of the Father. Not only is he above all, but his words are above all. There's never been another teacher like him. There's never been another rabbi who can who can uh, even come close to bringing you into the, the, the deep things of God like Jesus can. There's, there's never been another who's not only spoken the word, but lived the word like Jesus has. John says, John says, he is the embodiment, the living testimony of God's plan of salvation for all mankind. This brings us back to that mindset from John 1 where he says the word became flesh and took up residence among us and we beheld his glory the glory as the one and only son from the father full of grace and truth and then he goes on in John 1 18 no one has ever seen God the one and only son the one who is at the father's side he has revealed him he is the very word of God in the flesh and the words that he speaks lets you know that he is the actual son of God, the savior, the Messiah of the world, the one the world has longed for since the beginning. This is Jesus. Now listen, he goes on and he says, for God sent him and he speaks God's word since he gives the spirit without measure. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hand. You speak about authority. Authority is in the hands of Jesus. He is the Lord of all. What does Jesus say at the Great Commission? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus is the one who has authority. And Jesus is the one who gives the spirit without measure. And the spirit is the one who takes up residence amongst us and in us, dwells in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So if the very spirit of Christ lives in us, 1 Corinthians says we have the mind of Christ. We also have the the heart of Christ, the spirit of Christ living in us, which means that the authority and the power given to Jesus is in us. So why do you fear the things of this world? Why do you fear walking into battle every day against a lost and dying world? Friends, you have the authority of Christ resting on you and living in you because God has given him all authority and he lives in you, dwells in you. And if you are out doing the great commission, fulfilling the mission of Christ that he has given the church, the authority rests upon you. God has given everything into his hands, John says. And then he says, listen, verse 36, the one who believes in the son has eternal life, but the one who refuses to believe in the son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. And so John concludes by saying this, the one who believes in the son has life, but the one who does not believe the wrath of God remains on him. And this sums up all of chapter three, 
looking at Jesus, John says, just behold him, look at him. He is above all. Listen to his words. He has all authority. Now you must choose, John says, to either believe or reject him. If you believe in him, you have life, abundant life now and eternal life in the future. But if you reject him, just like it says in John 3, 18, condemnation already rests upon you and the wrath of God will befall you. John is pleading with you. I am pleading with you, imploring with you today to give your life to Christ. No one else is worthy of your worship and your praise, your adoration, your very life outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you be saved by him today? Would you give your life to him?